A little bit. I mean, I, I, I'm going to be wrapping this thing up just in time for the first piece of DLC to come out, which is like, okay, oh, great. It, which is Deadpool. Deadpool, which you know yeah. I'm going to play that. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, <laughs> and you, you it adds a uh, it adds a, uh, a a taco truck to the Abbey with, yeah. with that DLC. Yeah, and just oh yeah, like it just looks like a bunch of beautiful chaos, <laughs> just beautiful. And I got the uh, I got the Wilhelm scream achievement. Uh, oh, earlier that's great! Today. We just that throwing people off of an edge. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was that was a good feeling. I was, I was like, Kevin's gonna appreciate this one. Yeah, it's like I forget. It's like throw ten people down a pit or something like. It's like that. it's it's two people down a drop in the same turn. That's uh, right. Yeah, that's <laughs> which is easy to do with. Um, well, magic and Ghost Rider make getting stuff yes. like that easier because they can create pits and stuff like that. Yeah, it was totally with Ghost Rider. I, I have a real fondness for him. He's a lot for, of fun. For, for this flaming skull edge lord. I just can't help myself. What can I say? <laughs> That's how I was raised. <laughs> oh, oh gosh. gosh. Well, you know, you know who else was raised? Who's that? Hey there, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to Pixel It. My name is yeah. Kevin. <laughs> yeah, my you know always yeah. Is yeah. yeah. My yeah. name is always yeah. is Phil. Well, yeah, uh, I'm here. And today on the show, we're we're finishing uh, Marvel's Midnight Suns. Uh, what's the subtitle again? Uh, Infernal, Infernal Rising. Rising. Infernal Rising. And my chair is sinking again. You're you are you've got to get a new chair, my friend. I gotta get. <laughs> Wait, that's, I think it's that's fine. It's, it's for now. I think it's fine. Okay. I have like I have a perfectly good chair. Like non. Actually, hold on. Hold on, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I'm, I'm, are we upgrading? It's more of a side grade. Okay. Okay. Lateral move. I dig it. It's a lateral move. I'm just gonna leave all of this in. Yeah. Fuck it. This, this is how the sausage is made, people. Open game. wide. Here comes some sausage. It's a poor choice of words when you were standing in front of the webcam. The open wide, here comes some sausage. Here comes some sausage. Yeah, this, this chair's a little bit taller, um, but it's probably better fit for... Yeah, oh my there god. You go. There you go. I don't have to be paranoid about it sinking anymore. Ladies and gentlemen, you have just witnessed a miracle. Within the first five minutes We have solved Pixel the problem. Ed, we solved a problem. We're efficient yeah. people. Yeah, we're efficient people. It was has that been an issue for like three months now? Uh, three years. Uh, but yes, we're not we're not going to worry about it. No, let's not. <laughs> let's please not. Um. So <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, how we doing, folks? Good, good, great. Phil, how you uh, doing? Good, I'm good. Yeah, good. All right. Um, we're gonna. What are you drinking there? You got a white claw. I got my. There's no no laws with the claw, Kevin. No. What? There's no laws with the claw. <laughs> I, I've just I've officially descended our podcast into pure, delicious, natural lime flavored, or a hint of natural lime flavored anarchy. Uh, the best kind <laughs> of anarchy. So, oh God, uh, mm. this is the weirdest energy we've ever had to start a, <laughs> an episode. It's true, but. 
I think we're just going to go ahead and put the body in the mosh. And, put the, let's uh, put the body in the mosh. And finish this book off because we're in chapter 11. <laughs> and if you if you remember, Robbie had just gotten stabbed. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. The, 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 the evil plan, <laughs> the evil <laughs> satanic ritual of stabbing him in the stomach. Just <laughs> Satana's like, I know what to do. And you think that she's going to do something clever. And she literally just stabs him just in the gut. <laughs> it's like a James like, Bond villain, like setting up the laser to no, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die and just pops him in the face with a 45. Just <laughs> like, oh. that was pretty easy. I could have yeah, huh. done that a while ago. I'm surprised anyway. no one ever thought of that one. Huh. <laughs> um, so the sons get into limbo and caretaker begins work, uh, working on healing Robbie. And uh, she has to like send the spirit of vengeance away or she requests the spirit of vengeance away just because for some reason the nature of the wound is magical. And as long as the spirit of vengeance is hanging around, it's not going to heal. Right. So she does, she does her stuff. Spirit of vengeance leaves, wound heals. Robbie's still a little bit out of it, but they get back to the Abbey and caretaker is furious at them because Robbie was outside of the shield that she had. She had resurrected the shield that would have stopped Satana from, say, stabbing him in the stomach, stabbing him in the stomach. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So actually, when you think about it, Satana's plan was pretty solid when you give it it, when you think of it like that. It was a solid plan, you know, solid plan worked. Good job, Um, Satana. So everybody apologizes to caretaker and, uh, Meanwhile, meanwhile, the, the most metal scene in the entire book yes. is about to happen. Yes, it is. This scene Zarathos, is out of control. <laughs> Zarathos needs to feed. He is mm-hmm. he is a hungry boy. He is a hungry jack, and he's all out of those frozen dinners. The hungry jack <laughs> frozen dinners or pancakes or whatever. Hungry jack is frozen dinners, right? Or are those pancakes? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think both, but both. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we're going with it. He needs he needs frozen food is what we're getting at. So he decides to go to a church in Florida. <laughs> and he goes into the church and everybody's like, holy shit, what's going on? And he goes up to the priest, which he refers to as a, was it a God shouter or a God, God shouter? Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I want to say uh, and put it on the record that that if I design uh, some sort of post-apocalyptic slash like modern style RPG. Instead of being able to play a cleric or a paladin, you play a god shouter. A god uh, shouter. That is freaking excellent. That <laughs> that sounds it. that sounds like a Warhammer 40k. Absolutely. Like, heretical. They they come upon a heretical planet filled with god shouters or something right, like that. Right. This is that's a universal that's a universe where there are people who literally go into the battlefield with a microphone and PA set up and just shout sermons into yeah. the microphone uh, while fire and Prometheum and bullets and shit like that are flying around them. So God yeah. shouter makes perfect sense when you think about it. So Zarathos uh, grabs the guy, the, the priest, the God shouter on the face with his yeah. hand on the face. And crushes it in his hand. It's he just he he crushes a man's skull into little little ghibli bits. Yeah. Um, and everybody is so terrified that when he opens up his void, he just rips all the souls out of everybody in the church, and they all yeah. just flow into him. 
It's like a hundred people all at once. And Fen is like, please, please don't, don't kill me. Don't absorb me. And yeah. Zarathos is like, I'm going to do it anyway. And Satan is like, fucking, <laughs> fucking hell. And she like teleports Fen out of there because if she doesn't, he's going to, you know, he's going to, uh, you know, soak, soak him up. Right. Um, so, yeah, that was a pretty intense moment. It was, it was pretty like We've talked about this before, both this game and this book. It's kind of hilarious because on one hand, a huge if you've played Marvel Midnight Suns, most people are going to be like, yeah, I became best friends with Wolverine and uh, or I tried to get Blade and uh, Captain Marvel to hook up like that's that's the kind of Simsy style takeaway. Yeah, but but it also deals with very, very heavy world ending subject matter. And this book. Uh, is absolutely no different where it's like we just need these kids to be confident in themselves and it's like oh god he killed a hundred people at once like, he, just, he just he just crushed a priest's skull and killed a hundred people in one blow yeah okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's got it's got a lot of uh uh dr strange uh uh, uh what was the one that just came out last year the multiverse of, the, of madness the multiverse of madness vibes where it's like one second we're like oh this is funny oh god what happened Mr. Fantastic. Like it's, it's <laughs> that movie bummed me out, man. Like, that movie, that movie gave me intrusive thoughts for like a solid week. Like I couldn't stop thinking. It's like, please stop. Please leave my head. And that's the yes. magic. Oh God. Yes. That's just, the magic of Sam Raimi right there. Jesus. Like <laughs> He's very good at very the intrusive upsetting. thoughts. How uh, is sometimes. I'm, Sometimes the the surgery scene from Doc Ock of Doc Ock and Spider Man Two uh, oh, yeah. pops into my head, where we get a first person point of view of the tentacles uh, killing every doctor in the in the OR. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's one of those things that that movie. I I I, I don't clutch pearls very often, but it was an absolute feeling of like, oh, this is going to be one of those for some kid. This is going to be this their is gonna equivalent. Be the thing. Yeah. yeah, this is going to be like the equivalent of when we watched The Neverending Story and Artex right. dies. Artex, like, yeah, it was in the Swamp the of Sadness. Of sadness. Yeah, like like that's that you realize that it's like, "Oh, I shouldn't write letters because why should I deny kids their own traumatic childhood moments? I turned out great." So fuck it, every, whatever. Every kid needs a movie that's going to traumatize them for the rest of their life. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, and that's you could the, do worse. You could do worse. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm terrified of Howard the Duck. Anyway. That was that movie was no joke. It was actually the video game that, that scared me. The com- oh, well, the, the com- fucking terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Commodore 64 video game. Bitmap, smiling duck. Yeah, that lives in my head forever. Rent free. Yeah, that's rent free. In fact, it yeah. might actually be a landlord in my head by now. Probably. Yeah, he's charging other tenants rent. He's charged. Yeah. Howard the Duck is actually the landlord of all my other nightmares. Yeah, yeah. You guys do yourselves a favor. Go ahead and Google Howard the Duck Commodore. Uh, I guarantee you it'll be the first image that pops up. Uh, you will be sorry you did it, but we've placed that in your head and you know you're going to do it now. This has been your intrusive thoughts moment. <laughs> intrusive thoughts moment by Pixel It. <laughs> oh, God. So back at the Abbey, the team discusses how to deal with the issue of the triumvirate. 
uh, by uh, they're thinking that Tramford's potentially camping out at the vault now. Uh, and they decide uh, they're like, all right, well, we're going to go head back to the vault. Um, so they're they they're going through limbo and um, they magic opens the portal where the vault is. And Zarathos basically like sticks his hand in and pulls magic out yeah. through the portal. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> they have a, they have another throwdown. Um, this is just like the first. This is just this is this is the second of like four, basically in the back half of the book, where yeah. the two sides just throw everything that they have at one another, and both pretty much come out worse for wear each time. Yeah, we 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 get to a point where everyone's sick of like pussyfooting around everything, and just like yeah. no fuck it, we are going. Someone's gonna die. It's basically, it, yeah, it's like Captain, if Captain Marvel, it would be like Captain Marvel just like going binary and staying binary right. for the rest of the book. Right, for the whole book. <laughs> That's pretty much it. We're, we are no holds barred from here on out. She's like, you know what? I'm going to turn into a, into a, a half person, half white dwarf star and, right. and, 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 and literally nuke everybody. So right. here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so they have another battle and during the fight nico casts a spell that accidentally turns off magic yeah (laughs) like (laughs) the concept of magic deactivates just stops (laughs) which 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 is hilarious and also probably a little panic inducing for most of the people there well magic magic uh with a k uh, loses her sword and armor because of this. Um, and basically she has to borrow one of Blade's swords and the entire fight is Blade and Magic going to town on Zarathos, just like trying just to- stick like, him. Just stick at him. Just poke him with katanas. Yeah, yeah. That's it. It reads, it reads like a bunch of halflings like circling a dragon and just going, duh, 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 and just pin cushioning him. But the thing is, it's not doing a whole lot because Zarathos is is like a massive beefy boy. And yes, he can take the damage. If there's one thing you can count on Zarathos for, it's for being a, a beefy boy. Yes. Uh, Nico reverses the spell uh, and they escape back through limbo. Um, and they had successfully put a stasis field around the vault. Basically, the stasis field is is put up so that Zarathos cannot alter the matter of space-time around the vault area because their concern was, like, Zarathos could pro- could turn it into, like, the void of space if he wanted to, and we would never be able to get back to it again. Yeah. Um, so they do the stasis field, basically prevents that from happening. Um, and there's 23 hours left until the vault opens. Um, so chapter 12, we get Satana's point of view. She had to rescue Fen from the church er that Zarathos ate earlier and they're back at the safe house. Um, and then they go back to the church again because now they got to clean up after Zarathos because, you know, a priest with a crushed head and a random hundred dead people in a church that raises some questions. It's a teeny bit conspicuous. Yeah. It's a teeny bit conspicuous. So Fen goes and he plants a bomb in the church and they leave because a regular hate crime 
is uh, or terrorism. Just like do a little terrorism, cover it all up. That will yeah. cover up. <laughs> that, that'll take care of it. No one's watching. It's fine. No one's watching. It's I mean, fine. At, at most, you get Captain America showing up, poking right. around. Right. <laughs> Just get out of there. Get lost. It's fine. Um. Uh, but Satana basically thinks as as she continues to think Zarathos is the worst. Um, and when they get to Zarathos, he is fuming about what the sons just did. Uh, Nico in particular, he really has it out for Nico. Yeah. Um, and say, I, I I wrote this one line down because it was great. Um, Satana thinking about Zarathos. Satana clenched her jaw. It was like working with a toddler you weren't allowed to beat. Right. <laughs> And that's that's absolutely the vibe you're getting the whole time. It's it's beautiful. It's so beautiful. I love these villains so much because on one hand, the stakes couldn't be higher. And on the other hand, they couldn't be lower. It's 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 like your villain is, you know, Jim Carrey with a chainsaw, you know, yeah. it's like, that's, that is scary. But at the same time, I'm not that worried. I don't know. Not that worried. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, it's Jim Carrey with a chainsaw and the mask as, yeah. as the mask. And it's Cameron Diaz from the mask. Yeah. Trying we'll to go like with that. guide him. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with that. Um, yeah. So Zarathos lists off all these allies he wants to recruit, and they're all terrible suggestions. Satana's yep. just like listing off, like, no, that person, they won't work because of this. The, and Satana's like, you're Dark Lordness. How about some of these other people? They will actually follow orders. And he's like, ah, yes, good. Do that. <laughs> yes, yes. I am so smart. Good, um, good. Uh, meanwhile, caretaker is trying to talk to Stephen Strange. Be like, you know, hey, Stephen, there's a problem. Oh, yeah. Let me get our little Doctor it's, Strange cameo in here. Doctor Strange makes a little cameo, and Doctor Strange is like, um, yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah. you know, I think it, it, it's a hilarious scene because he's like, what are you bothering me for? If yeah, if, if, he literally like, says, either uh, the can sons, you not handle this? <laughs> either the sons, can, either the sons can handle this, or if they can't handle this, go talk to Captain America. What, like what? <laughs> he couldn't care less. <laughs> it's like it was. It was amazing. Um, yeah. So she leaves. Uh, Robbie is back on his feet, uh, the, and the team is discussing next steps. Uh, and they are like, all right, well, next step is we got to make sure that we have basically cleared up all loose ends in New York. So they use the mirror table to figure out, they change some of the inputs on the mirror table and they figure out, all right, here's where all the gamma shield radiation signatures are from, um, Fen's little device. And they, they, they find they, they're like, here, we have all of their safe houses. Now we're just going to go hit all of these. Um, and so in the next chapter, they arrive at the first one that it's like, all right, they've been here recently. They destroy all the gamma shields. Um, they go all to the other locations and they confirm that the triumvirate has left New York. They are not here. They have to be in transia now. Um, and they go to dinner. They go back to dinner yeah. to the Abbey yeah. to, to eat a final team dinner. And they one of them says it feels like a last supper. 
yeah. when they're <laughs> um so they're you know uh was it uh Nico is eating miso soup and and mm. uh Robbie is eating uh what is Robbie eating a pizza with like yeah. pepperoni and sausage on it yeah they're just they're just like consuming uh like cartoon teenagers which is essentially yeah. what they are uh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> blade blade doesn't eat um he's too cool he to just eat. Well, yeah, he also just injects that like serum that he uses. That's like uh, right. Yeah, yeah. He, he got, he's not yeah. he's not an eater. Um, no, <laughs> per se. If if if, per if, se. if Blade becomes an eater, then we're all fucked. That's basically it's a bad what it sign. Comes down if Blade to. is yeah. Blade wants to eat something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so they all have their you know their little moments. Uh, at Nico then casts a sleeping spell on Robbie. And it's a pretty cool thing that I would like to have in my real life. Oh where, my God, yes. Uh, it's a one hour sleep that makes it, you feel like you've gotten a full eight hour sleep. So yeah. she casts it on Robbie. And before she casts it on herself, she like talks to Ebony, the cat, and uh, mentions that she has PMS. Oh, that's going to come into play. Oh, I love this detail. Yeah, I love this detail. This is an amazing detail. Um, So the thing is, uh, yeah, uh, Nico's Nico's about to have her period. She's like, "Eh, Mm -hmm. it's early, but whatever. And she does the sleep spell on herself. Um, Meanwhile, Zarathos, still hungry, travels to a soccer stadium, kills everybody and collapses the stadium. As you do. As you do. As you do. Um, <laughs> and he's also figured out what the seal wants and begins casting a spell to speed up its opening. And it's now down to less than an hour yeah. uh, before it opens. <clears throat> We're in chapter 14. Um, the team uh, goes through the portal uh, and and magic has trouble opening the portal it's because there's a ward in place so they have to drop back and actually walk over up to the location um and when they get there they realize the vault is opening soon but oh no there's fire demons in the way and uh whoo they just destroy everything that yeah they are brutal <laughs> they are tough to deal with yeah um Nico teleports back to the Abbey because they have a fire demon. They have the fire, a fire demon that resides in their forge. This, this is so great, by the way, just like (laughs) everyone's like trying to stave off death that she's like, hang on one second. I'm going to ask a guy for help. She basically does the phone a friend uh, of, of sorcery moves. Like (laughs) it's fantastic. Yeah, she goes and she talks to the the fire demon that runs their forge and it's like, how do you kill one of you guys? And the fire demon's like, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fire demon's like, no, just leave me alone. Just no. And it's like, we. Uh, and then f- the demon's like, fine, we feed on air. Now go away. And yeah. she's like, thank you, thank you, thank you. She teleports back to the, to the scene of, of the action um, and she casts, she turns the sky above the fire demons into a a void of of outer space like just a a rift in the sky opens up and it becomes outer space the a vacuum of space and the 
as that that vacuum starts pulling the air up around the fire demons, they get pulled and absorbed and like yanked off of the plane and into into outer space. So that's pretty neat. Um, It was a very clever way. Just snuff them out. Snuff them out. It's a clever way to deal with it. Zarathos then shows up and starts throwing lightning balls at them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then they try to run their way to the vault and Satana, well, Satana does what she's going to do and she captures the sun in yet another glamour. That's what she does. That's what um, she does. Yeah. Each of the, each <laughs> member of the suns and, and uh, SD Perry does this several times in the book. It's kind of like a Rashomon like moment where she stops and she retells the scene from everybody's every yes. different point of view. Yeah. So we get each character on the suns basically having their moment where they realize that Satana has captured them again in a glamour. Yeah. Um, and they're trying to, f- they're like, all right, we know we're in a glamour, but it's a complex one and we need Nico to dispel it. Unfortunately, Satana, we're in chapter 15 now and the action's moving fast and furious Satana oh, yeah. has frozen Nico um, and she's unable to get to the staff of one. But. But um, oh, before I before I reveal that the sons are being tortured, uh, Satana and and uh, Zarathos are like enjoying the torture of the sons. Mm-hmm. Uh, magic fights through her glamour and starts calling out to Nico to get her attention. It, and Nico begins to wake up. And now we Nico is frozen and and. What does Nico need to do in order to draw the staff of one? Well, she is a blood witch, so she needs blood. She needs to, to she, cut herself she, or something like that. She needs to cut herself. She needs to bleed. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, just a couple chapters ago, though, I it it says Nico was having uh, PMS <gasps> symptoms. Uh, Nico realizing that she is now on her period is able and that she is bleeding is able to manifest the staff of one without cutting herself and cast a spell to break the glamour. And I was like, that is an awesome, like really cool. (laughs) (laughs) Basically the suggestion is that once a month, every blood witch has God mode. Uh, for all intents and purposes. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool yeah. stuff. <laughs> Very clever. Really liked that. Really, really liked that detail. It. It, it's a great detail. And Nico yeah. breaks the glamour. Um, and uh, the group begins to fight the triumvirate and their soldiers. Um, this gets interrupted. We're in chapter 16 now by Zarathos. Again, grabs a chunk of the ground the size of a warehouse and rips it up and throws it at them. Um, Satana is nearly crushed, um, and she gets out of the way and she notices that most of the soldiers that she worked so hard in recruiting, you know, <laughs> they all got smushed. Just by, like that. Just like that. She's not, not dealing with it too well. No. Uh, but the triumvirate heads down to the vault, uh, and Satana is like, all right, well, as soon as, as soon as the, we, the vault opens and we see the Varkath star, I'm stealing power from Zarathos and grabbing the amulet. That's the that's the plan. All right. Yeah. Caretaker, meanwhile, uh, underneath the rubble, 
uh, everybody was protected by caretaker. They had uh, caretaker had cast like a th- very thin shield around them that prevented them from getting crushed. Um, so Blade is the first one out and he starts cutting down the soulless and heading to the vault. The rest of the sons start digging their way out, kill the rest of the soulless, and they're ready for their final showdown. Uh, Zarathos had cast a shield around the vault uh, to prevent them from getting in. Magic, Nico, and Caretaker combine their powers into this badass witchy like power merge thing. And Blade and Robbie are like, we gotta, we gotta back the fuck we, up. We'll we be, gotta, we'll be over here. We'll be over do what here. You need to do, yeah. And the three magic users combine their energies and focus their energies, and then boom, Zarathos' shield is gone. Um, and uh, Zarathos begins throwing a tantrum. Once the ward dissolves, he's not happy. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he, yeah. He's not. He happy. is a he is a pissed off Power Ranger villain. Uh, he is he's stomping That's, his feet. If you it's if you need to imagine Zarathos, just imagine a Power Ranger villain, but his head is a flaming skull. That's yeah. all, that's literally what he looks like. Yeah, <laughs> so rubber encased monster kind of guy. That's that's how it goes in my head. Um, all right, so we're in chapter seventeen now, and Zarathos he tries to absorb the sun's souls, but instead, caretaker opens up a portal to her dimension, which is just pure light magic energy, and Zarathos starts accidentally absorbing that. And yeah. that is basically like a toxin to him. He's like allergic to it. <laughs> so he starts yeah. like sucking in all this light energy and he's like, ah. So this like severely weakens Zarathos. He is not the dude. He's not the big buff dude, like doing whatever stuff right. anymore. He's been burned from the inside out. Absolutely. He's not, he's not feeling his full demony self. Nope, not at all. Satana and Fen are at the vault while Zarathos does this. She goes out to help him. She opens a hole to the uh, pits of eternity from her region of hell, which are filled with, you know, just the worst of the worst are down there. And also her exes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> of which she has many. Of which she has many. It's And I love... I love this little detail. Okay, so it says like these these terrible demons start spilling out, and it's like, and then a dumb actress, and it's yeah. like, <laughs> it's the woman from the f- beginning of the book that she banished to the pits of eternity for looking That's at right. her wrong. Right, right. <laughs> Just uh, uh, one of her one of her most recent petty moments is literally crawling back. <laughs> So all these demons are attacking the souls and there it's just becomes this big battle moment. They're they're fighting, they're carving up. Ghost Rider's having a feast. He's slicing up lost souls because that's what he does. That's his thing. Um Zarathos uh, is has been pinned down by magic. Um while Nico and Caretaker close Satana's rift, Zarathos hits magic with a lightning bolt. Uh Robbie fights off some more enemies then wraps up Satana in his chains. And Fen, meanwhile, Fen meanwhile, has, Fen has been tricking everybody. <gasps> Fen, Fen, I thought we knew using, you better than that. Yeah, he's been using one of his little fancy devices to mimic the seal on the vault, making it seem like it was still shut. 
And he opens it while everyone is distracted, grabs the item of highest value, and teleports away. Fen. Fen. I wonder what that. Fen. I wonder what that is. Uh, chapter eighteen. <laughs> Zarathos and Satana basically they like try to three stooges their way over to the vault to grab the Varkath star. Um, yep. It doesn't go well for either of them. Zarathos gets to it first, but because of how weak and vulnerable it is, Blade throws his sword and is able to cut off Zarathos's hand. Like he, Zarathos is holding the Varkath star. He's like, I've got it. And then just from off screen, Blade's sword flies in and chops his hand off. Yeah. <laughs> it's just pure crawl moment. It's beautiful. And then Satana grabs it and uh, out of the cutoff hand and starts to put it on. And then Nico casts a spell. And the result, and it's a, the spell was, it's not yours. That's the yeah. spell she cast. It, it or it does not belong to you. It doesn't belong to you. Yeah. 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 She says it does not belong to you. And she casts that from the staff of one. I'm like, I wonder how the staff of one is going to interpret that. Well, yeah. it shoots out a little energy beam. It hits the star and. Oh, you've got a hand growing out of your head. Hello. <laughs> hey, kid. I love that kid. <laughs> She's great. Cameo. So, so cameo. Yeah. So Nico casts a spell, um, and it causes the, the the Varkath star to explode and and disintegrate and just lets Which, out like a energy wave, and it's just gone. Fair enough. Um, yeah, fair enough. And then fair the fight enough. just basically turns into like a slugfest. You know, they're all tired. It's like when boxer, it's like 12th round boxing and it's like yeah. they can't even keep their hands up anymore. And, and they're, they're just, just kind of like just leaning on like each other leaning and they have to be on, on each up. other yeah. and they have to be broken up. That's basically what it turns into. And at this point, magic cuts a portal to Mephisto's dimension, uh, which recognizes Zarathos. And it like reaches out and grabs him and pulls him back into Mephisto's dimension. Um, and she closes the portal behind him. And that's a wrap on Zarathos. Yeah. Yeah. He he went back to hang out with Mephisto. Yeah. Who, uh, he is. In the video game looks like an aging 80s rocker, by the way. <laughs> Just... There was something about him in the video game that was very uh, Bill Nighy in uh, in uh, Love Actually. You know what yep. I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's like, "There's, uh, you're, you're, you've done some terrible shit in your life, haven't yeah. you? Yeah, <laughs> and you're still, and you're still having a good time. All right, you're okay. still, you're, you're still, still sleeping with eighteen year olds. Uh huh. Yeah. You are. Yeah. Okay. 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 All right, Ugh. Mephisto. Um, you are the devil. You are the devil. Mm-hmm. Quote, unquote, the devil. Um, yeah. That's the thing about Mephisto is he calls himself the devil right. or like Satan or whatever. And people are like, I don't think you actually are. You're well, just like, you, love- you fashion yourself to be that. But they, they do have a moment in the game where like <laughs> someone calls him like the, the devil and this is hell or something. And he goes, well, that's Mephisto and this is limbo. And Mephisto goes, there is a difference. <laughs> just, there, there is a difference there. Yeah, yeah it's like, that's fair. He's like, eh. <laughs> uh, uh. I'm as close as you're going to get. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Um. So, uh, yeah. So he's back in Mephisto's prison. Womp womp. 
Um, and then after that happens, Satana's like, uh, she looks around and she's like, well, you can't blame a girl for trying. Yeah. No, she literally <laughs> just <laughs> uh, call it a truce, call it square. Should we, should I go now? Or yeah, she's done. She's fine. She's like, I, uh, yeah. All right. I'm done. And yeah. she strikes a deal with magic and swears by blood that she will return to her realm and not come back to Earth for 100 years. 100 and, years. And Satan is like, fine, deal. She, yeah. They Done. they they cut their hands. They shake on it, swore by blood. And Satan is like, all right, fuck off. And she like walks away, probably flipping them the bird. I, I've <laughs> always I have always loved that like ancient medieval tradition of demons are awful but they've got to follow the rules like you have to follow the rules there are rules and i've always like she tried to do it without swearing by blood and then magic's like no you got to swear by blood and she's like like, (laughs) my only weakness but she means it like (laughs) yeah so she's like and i love a lot of the internal monologue where she's like I miss it at this point. Like it was like I was bored, but now I want to go home. (laughs) Right. Yeah. She's actually kind of grateful. She's like, you know what? You know what I learned today that, you know, the grass is always greener on the other side. And she's like, can you please go back to hell? (laughs) She's like, all right, I'm leaving. Bye bye. I'm going back to I'm going back to hell. Um, Bye. Uh, So they look at the at what's remaining of the stuff in the uh in the vault and the only thing they find is a summoning spell for mephisto um and they're like well you know what that's that's summon being able to summon mephisto a blade says those spells are a dime a dozen like yeah you can stumble upon spells to summon mephisto it's just that you never really want to yeah it's not a <laughs> not a good thing to, to summon him <laughs> He's he's more than willing to be summoned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Happy to do it. Happy to do it. You know what yeah. Mephisto loves? He loves a good deal on a good. Loves, he loves a good bargain. De- loves mm-hmm. a bargain. Yeah. <laughs> he is. He's bargain hunting all the time. All so, the time. <laughs> <laughs> just like a spin. I would love it if they just did a, a spinoff comic of just like Mephisto, like literally going to yard sales. Yeah. <laughs> It's <laughs> uh, a pretty good vinyl. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, so chapter 19, the team has, is back at the Abbey. They're relaxing a little bit. Caretaker is in her study looking for answers as to why the vaults, vault items were grouped like that. And she finds a passage referring to her sister, Lilith, the Dark Mother. She starts uh. getting in her feelings a little bit. Uh, meanwhile, <gasps> Finn... Uh, reveals himself to be none other than Dr. Faustus. We called it. We called Rewind. it. Rewind. Rewind episode one. Let's go back to one? episode. I think it was episode one. One of the episodes. Maybe. Look at one back. Of the episodes. Back. We said Rewind it. the tape. Fenn is Dr. Faustus. He's at Hydra headquarters and he's basically talking to one of the lieutenant bureaucrat people like, hey, listen, I got a map to uh, somebody I need more money and soldiers. And they're like, fine, fuck, whatever. If you can convince (laughs) Crossbones, then you're good. You can do it. Mm. And, you know, 
Crossbones is just an asshole, but yeah, obviously he wor- he does it off camera uh, in between the end of this book and the start of the game. So. Yeah, yeah. Crossbones <laughs> is literally one of the first villains we see in the game. So, Crossbones, yeah, that, I think yeah. the first shot is Crossbones getting off of a helicopter. I think you're right. Yeah, so we really do cut straight to it. <laughs> um, Blade, uh, meanwhile, does some more uh, investigative work in New York City, and he starts uh, doing like he starts finding an ownership chain for all of the buildings that they hit at the end of one of the previous chapters. And they're going through. He's like, okay, this is owned by this company. This is owned by this mm-hmm. company. It was like all the shit that you that they didn't have time to do during the you know the actual run up to the end. There now he yeah. has time to kind of like tie up loose ends. So he's like. Oh, and this is this, and this is owned by the Von Strucker company, and this is owned by, and he's like, and the Echidna Holdings, and then he's like, and then he start goes into the Avenger database, he's like, oh, it was Hydra all along. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, he really was working for Hydra, son of a bitch. Okay, He's like, great. he didn't just happen to have a Hydra bag. <laughs> no, he didn't get that at some sort of like, Swap meet is he actually he got it the 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 honest to God way. So, yeah, yep. good. Great. Yep. He di- donated to Hydra Public Radio. Um, <laughs> welcome to HPR. <laughs> HPR. <laughs> um, and then uh, basically the end of the book is caretaker realizing that the vault was an emergency kit to stop Lilith. The the goal of the vault was you opened it, you put on the Varkath star, use the spell to summon Mephisto, and then you use the Varkath star to command Mephisto to destroy Lilith. And yep. now that emergency kit was gone. And yep. there's a clear pathway to the prophecy of the Midnight Sun happening now. And that is where the book ends. Um, so the whole point was Fen didn't actually want to do any of this shit. He was trying the thing to. He, yeah. The only thing he, he wanted, wanted the Varkath star to be blown he, up. He, he, all he wanted was the map to. Yeah. 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 And he got it. And he got it. Leading to the events in Pixelit Game of the Year, Marvel Midnight Suns. Yeah. Damn straight. So, Phil, that's the end of the book. What'd you think? Yes. I had so much fun with this one. Man, S.D. Perry has never let us down. <laughs> They're always satisfying good books. Just just a fun, you know, pulpy adventure. You know, you add we've we've done so much fun reading by yeah. dint of reading in the video game adaptation genre. But then you throw in comic books into the mix and right. it's just pulpy, actiony fun. And I think she did a great job with it. I love this book. This is a lot of fun. Yeah, I agree. It was it was a whole lot of fun. And I think it one of the my favorite things about it was how many little things like the attention to detail that she had in mm-hmm. it, like in the in one of the early chapters, Satana casting an actress that that actress at her party down into the pits of eternity. And then yeah. at the at the end, end of the book, she opens up a hole to the pits of eternity. That actress wanders out. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> what a great detail. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't need to have that in the book to make it a good book, but it's so much fun. Just I love the little details. Like yeah, little, little Easter eggs. 
Yeah. And how, you know, I, I didn't mention it, but there will be like stories about how like uh, a news story playing in the background about how a mm-hmm. soccer stadium collapsed because of right. a structural fault in the building or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Stuff like that is is it just takes what would have otherwise been a totally serviceable, fun, you know, B plus uh, of a book and takes it to that next level. And it's it's fantastic. The details. I would say this is one of those books that if you just listen to us talk about it and you are there's a lot that I I didn't specifically mention in my in my reek, it's still a pleasure to read. I think if you, if you, mm-hmm. even if you know what's going to happen, the and by way of it being a prequel, you know, you kind of know where the, you know, where the start of the game is. So yeah. you know that none of the main characters are going to, we're not losing any of these main characters. Right, right. We're not, <laughs> we're not, we're not losing anybody, but it, it does, it, it does set up a fun adventure. And, and again, as I mentioned uh, when we first started this book, uh, it's really valuable if, for example, you're like me and I didn't know who the Midnight Suns were. I wasn't familiar with that comic uh, at all, with that team at all. Uh, and so starting out the game, I got there, but there were a lot of details that I just had to go, uh, OK, I guess this is what I'm dealing with, whatever. Sure. And this sets a lot of that um it ties up the loose ends and helps you appreciate the story a lot more. Uh, I find, yep. I, I, I think it's, I, I would, I would uh, venture as far to say that if you are like crazy about midnight suns and you just love it and have been soaking up the story and, and, and the plot and everything like that, uh, this is kind of required reading then it's just, yeah. a, it's, it really is a, a wonderful companion piece. So yeah, I agree. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's great stuff. That's it for uh, Min- Marvel Midnight Suns Infernal Rising. Let us know what you uh, thought. Um, you know, you can you can tweet at us. You can do all that fun stuff. But um, before we close out the show, we have uh, something important to talk about. Phil, what are you playing? Oh, what am I playing? Uh, well, I am like two missions away from beating Marvel's Midnight Suns. So I'm right there at the end of that one. Um, it uh, it took a while for me to get started on this game, but now that uh, uh, now that I've started, I can't stop. And it's it's uh, constantly revving uh, on my computer. Uh, really yeah. enjoying it, having a lot of fun with it. Um, outside of that, I played a little bit of uh, Aliens Colonial Marines. Okay. Uh, for a for, project for, that is for for a show, uh, for, for show a, a show yeah. that maybe we've mentioned on this on this particular podcast before. Sure, uh, and uh, it is man that game is a time capsule. Holy shit! Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it really it takes you back. Uh, it's 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 a, it's a very specific time in first person shooters, I believe. Absolutely, and it's not that old of a game or anything. It's just that it's very specific to it's very specific to that era. Um, and, uh, and I can already see moments of why this one pissed off a lot of people who are fans of this franchise, but, sure. uh, uh, you know, they have done nothing to fix a lot of the bugs and the problems, uh, which is let's face facts. What I came here for, uh, that one, that one is, uh, is going to be a, a real trip. I can tell you that much. Um, yeah. And another game I dipped my toe into, and this will serve as a transition to uh, 
what we're going to talk about later. Uh, but I, I started playing uh, Bionic Commando Rearmed. Mm. Yes. How which, are you feeling about that? Well, it's funny because I thought maybe it was just going to be kind of a reskin, like a like a Xbox yeah. Live, you know, game kind of reskin um, of Bionic Commando. And it is, but it's not. They've added in new aspects of gameplay to it, new bosses. It's yeah. not enough that you get to the end of the level and you just have to dodge a bad guy while trying to blow up a power core or something like right. that. Yeah, um, they've they've added in some new stuff. Uh, that's another one that's a real time capsule, not just because it's based on a game that's from my childhood, but, but because but because it was an X, XBLA. XBLA, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It it's such a specific look. It's not that it looks yeah. bad. It just looks so specific to that time period. It's like, it's uh, the low budget. It's the low mid budget XBLA, you know, absolutely. Like at absolutely. a time when like studios were like, Oh yeah, we can crank out some lower budget stuff and, and just yeah. throw them up on, on, on this for like five bucks or whatever. Right. Right. And, and it serves that purpose admirably. Uh, I haven't, I haven't finished it, but I get the impression you'll probably finish it in an hour. Uh, yeah. Bionic commander was not a very long game. Uh, so even if they add in a little more stuff, it's, it's going to be a pretty short experience, but right. uh, I always love that game and they, and they get the, uh, the feel of it, right. It still feels totally. tremendously good to play. So that's, that's a, that's what I'm playing. Uh, yeah, Kevin, yeah. What are you? What are you playing? Uh, I am playing the. Uh, so I'll start out right at the top with I started playing yesterday. Uh, so uh, uh, everyone, you guys know the audience that we record these episodes several weeks in advance of when they come out, just to have mm -hmm. a little bit of a buffer. Um, when we record this episode, we are two days out from Forspoken. And uh, all yeah. of the discourse about its dialogue uh, being discussed on Twitter for ad nauseum. Oh, and, God. Um, and 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 uh, I took the position of like, I don't think it's as bad as ever as y'all are, are are saying. I think I think y'all doth protest too much. In yeah. this instance, don't we have um, enough to whine about? My God. Yeah. <laughs> and then I saw some other things about the game. Like, all right, well, fuck it. I'm going to buy it. So I start. Mm. I bought it and I started playing Forspoken. Uh, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. Like it's like it's you can tell it's not like it's not as polished. Here's my wild, crazy, bombastic take is that I am having more fun playing it than I had playing God of War Ragnarok. <gasps> wow. Okay. All right. There Ladies it is. Gentlemen, God of War Ragnarok. First. I mean, God, let, let's be honest. God of War Ragnarok did not even make my, did it make my top 10 list last year? It did, it not. did not. No, it did, it did not. not. You were was, really not all that impressed with that one. I was pretty low on God of War Ragnarok. Um, yeah. And, uh, in terms of polish, no question. God of War Ragnarok is polished up and down, side to side. But in terms of just like, hey, I can just like parkour around and zippity doo dah around with my magic bracelet and, and stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm having more fun playing Forspoken. Like that's what, awesome. What am I gonna? What am I gonna? I can't. I can't. Uh, I can't really deny that. And it's funny because there's a whole bunch of people who are like, ah, oh, it's a five out of ten. Uh, whatever it's a it's a six out of ten and be like first of all uh review scores are bullshit because they kind of 
Yeah. They kind of boil things down to uh, a stunning lack of nuance. If we're saying like polish and optimization, yeah, it's a pretty low score. But if we're saying like just straight up fun and there's like a heart, there's like a heart to the game that you can see is there and it still shines through even with other bullshit. And I think um, it was somebody on the Discord uh, uh, mentioned that and I'm stealing that that line yeah. basically from yeah. somebody else on the Discord is that um yeah it's 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 fun and for as cringe quote unquote as the dialogue is when people were talking about it 95% of all that dialogue that people thought was like cringe or whatever happens in the first 20 minutes and I've been and playing it- for 4 hours now and like there is <laughs> It's like it's basically when when your character it's a fish out of water story. It's when your character transports, teleports from New York City to this weird ass fantasy realm. That's when all of that that quote unquote cringe dialogue happens. Um, and it then it's it do, it kind of like weans itself off of that over time. And it's like, OK, well, this is kind of just the character. She's a very sarcastic like there's a moment early on where she nearly gets the shit kicked out of her. So she's a criminal. She's like a she's a petty thief. She's a she she steals cars or whatever. There's yeah. a there's a a group of uh people who are like want, hired her to steal a car and they they find her in an alleyway. She nearly gets the shit kicked out kicked out of her because she can't fucking shut up. Like Right. <laughs> <laughs> Like this is just like a character trait is where she just is constantly running her mouth. Right. <laughs> so well, I mean, it's truly bizarre though, when you look at the stuff everyone's calling cringe. Like, is this is this, you know, the dialogue of 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 Cormac McCarthy? No. But have you guys played video games before? There is nothing out of the ordinary about that dialogue uh when it no. comes to video games. Nothing. I, I do not understand the uh, the freak out. So I everybody everybody doth protest too much, and yeah. uh, uh, it's a it's flawed uh, by a large margin, but still extremely fun. And I find myself being like, yeah, I can't wait to go back and play Forspoken. Whereas yeah. other games that were very well received last year, like God of War Ragnarok, and I people are going to get on me for my Ragnarok takes, but like I felt like I was trying, I was like going through the motions with Ragnarok after like a few hours, just yeah. to just to see where the story went. So yeah. Anyway, yeah. that's that's my take on that. Um, yeah. Also, I'm playing Bionic Commando Rearmed, nice uh, because of next week's episode. <gasps> um, what what? What would that have to do with next week's episode? Oh, well, next week will be the start of a two-parter with a guest, uh, James, a.k.a. Hot Cider, the thumbnail king of YouTube, will be on the show uh, as we uh, read and recap uh, Worlds of Power, Bionic Commando, uh, an FX9 production. Our good friend Seth Godin made that book happen, and we're going to... Seth Godin, friend of the pod. Um, friend of the pod. Uh, official friend of the, friend pod. Of the pod. No takesies, um, backsies. <laughs> official friend uh, of the pod. We're going to be going through that uh, next week. And uh, yes, I agree with everything you said about buying a commando rearmed. But also it's like 
uh, pretty awesome uh, remix of all the music. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. The music is solid. It by is the way, really Bionic Commando's play. music was always underrated. Oh, super underrated. People don't talk about it enough. People uh, didn't talk about it enough. Now the rearmed music is just fucking slaps. Oh, it's great. It's terrific. Yeah. 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 So um, that'll do it for tonight's episode. Thank you so much for listening the, to the series on Marvel Midnight Suns, Infernal Rising. We'll be back next week, as I said, with Bionic Commando, Worlds of Power, and Hot Cider. Uh, if you can do us a favor, follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram at PixletPod. Uh, go ahead and uh, go to our website, PixletPod.com, and subscribe to our newsletter. Uh, if you want, if you're feeling, if you're feeling really, uh, you know, anxious, as yeah. Beetlejuice would say, um, go over to the YouTube and uh, subscribe to us there. YouTube.com slash at Pixlet is our uh, YouTube channel. So go ahead, check it out. We've we've been uh, growing there and we have we have shorts that we post on there. If you're, yeah, not a, yeah. if you're not a TikToker or an Instagrammer, but you still you still use YouTube, go ahead and uh, and check out our our YouTube channel. Please. Um, so with all that being said, have a good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs>